believe in freedom cannot rest. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. We who believe in freedom. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 KKNW, AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I'm really excited today because I saw some daffodils. And daffodils is a sign for me that it's a sign of eternity. We've made it through winter. So hello, daffodils. Spring, spring is almost here. I'm excited about the show today. I'm going to have Mr. Ryan on in just a few minutes. But also I'm going to have Vicki Beach on and we're going to talk about women because this is Women History Month. So after the, after Mr. Ryan, we'll be talking about women and, uh, and, and accomplishments of women or the women who've been important in our lives. So how you doing, Mr. Ryan? Come on in and give us an update. I, I'm doing, doing I'm doing okay today, Reverend Harriet, and uh, happy Women's History Month to you. And uh, in Thank our you. community, in the Black community, uh, women have always been in the forefront in terms of making change. And we just talked about them during Black History Month. We can talk about them again during Women's History Month. Oh yeah. Uh, there's been some phenomenal women. As a matter of fact, right now we have a phenomenal woman as Vice President of the United States of America. We have another phenomenal woman that has just been named to the U.S. Supreme Court. Hopefully the vote will go the right way. I'm sure it will. And then when we look at uh, 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 my friend, uh, uh, former Congresswoman Margaret Fudge, who was a uh, congresswoman from uh, Ohio, who is oh, yes. now uh, is a, a Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. And most recently, uh, we had a, uh, two confirmations of women, one uh, a lady, uh, Indian American, uh, and also an African-American who took the leadership positions in the Department of Justice in the Civil Rights Division. So, you know, we look at uh, the, the uh, folks like uh, the, the mayor of uh, San Francisco, London Breed. We look at the mayor just left a uh, step down in Atlanta. Uh, 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 my man, uh, uh, Major Lance's daughter, uh, she was a mayor. And then we, then we look at... Uh, all the other women that are really doing things in our community, and um, you know, they 98% of them voted for Joe Biden, only 92% of black men voted for Joe Biden. And uh, so, uh, so I, I follow, I, follow, I have no, I, I always have, even when I was the director of camp, the majority of the department heads when I was there, and I worked for a woman by the name of Dr. Rosalind Woodhouse, she was the executive director of camp, but when I was the director of camp. Uh, the overwhelming majority of the department heads were women and uh, did an outstanding job. So I have, you know, I have, have a, a, a mother I'm proud of, a wife I'm proud of, a daughter. <laughs> and a daughter, of, yeah. And I have and nieces you, that, are, <laughs> that are kicking it high too. So uh, yeah, when you were at yeah. camp, I, I, Margarita Delgado was head of Region 10 uh, for the mm -hmm. federal government at one time. And she, she, she's no longer working for the government now, of course, but she was over Region 10. With, uh, what is it, the Johnson's uh, poverty money, whatever it was, that money that uh, they were giving out at those yeah. times. So, yeah, we've had women here all along. Praise goodness. Praise goodness. And I'm glad that your family is doing well uh, uh, and you have some outstanding women in your family. And so, uh, but uh, you wanted to also uh, give an update about uh, about the uh, about the bill that's kind of stall. You wanted to get make sure it comes out of the Senate. Yeah, what it is is appropriations for the MLK Gandhi Empowerment Initiative. And that's a collaboration between some uh, Indian brothers and sisters uh, who most of most of them came from India who are in the technology industry. And uh, 
Some of them have said because of the fact that had not been for Blacks in the Civil Rights Movement, they would not be here living large. And, you know, Dr. King studied Mahatma Gandhi when he was a student at Morehouse College in the 40s. Now, uh, Reverend McKinney also was a classmate of his, but Reverend McKinney, uh, Martin Luther King entered when he was 15. And he was, they were there for a year. And because Reverend McKinney was 18, he got drafted the very next mm -hmm. year, even though he did return to Morehouse after he did a stint in the army. But uh, uh, Mahatma Gandhi uh, had led the Indian liberation movement away from England. And uh, in 1947, they had the liberation movement. And he was killed by one of his own people in 1948 because they said he was embracing the Muslims. And he was one of those folks that embraced everybody. And sometimes it costs you your life. And we know a lot of prominent leaders who lost their lives trying to be uh, inclusive and fighting for the rights of everyone. So we, we know that. But uh, getting back to the women's side of things, uh, I mean, we just look around and see the accomplishments. Uh, I mean, you know, we got billionaires like uh, Oprah Winfrey. Oh, yeah. Know, very <laughs> successful. I mean, you know, we, I mean, and, from top um, to bottom, everywhere you look, you know, we have women doing great things. So and the uh, woman that the, the woman that owns the uh, the uh, Channel One, I mean, uh, Miss Harris, I think that's her name. That own all the black radio stations. Uh, I, I can't think of her name right now. I think her name is ha Kathy Harris, I believe it is. And yeah, and another uh, friend of mine is uh, she's also a syndicated columnist. Is Dr. E. P. Williams, who is a national president of uh, of the National Conference of Black uh, Black Women, and. Okay. Uh, uh, they have big events every year. You went to, before COVID. I was there at all of her brunches, and uh, I mean, I got a chance to meet a lot of uh, the sisters. She brought in like Harriet Tubman's relatives, uh, uh, Alicia Bundles, who is a matter of C.J. Walker's great granddaughter. So that also gave me an opportunity to meet the relatives of some of these famous black women because wow. Dr. Ife Williams kept me in that loop. And uh, she's been a guest on my program before, and she also is uh, appears in the Seattle Medium newspaper uh, regularly because she's a Tri-City syndicated columnist as well. Okay, all right. And I've had Miss Cindy Bright on my show. She does a, she does a show on, on and, and she has a she has a book about uh, racism in the corporate world and how to face it. I mean, she's doing a lot of good work here uh, in Seattle and around the country. I mean, she's spectacular. I mean, you go on and on and in because you know one thing about it. We didn't yeah, I haven't have hit the local ones yet. I haven't hit the local black ladies yet. No, you haven't. No, no, no. <laughs> we got me. We got like Lanisha De Barlaban, who is a magnificent director of the North African American Museum. She's also the chair of the board of all of the uh, black museums. Right. And then we have uh, Michelle Merriweather down running the Urban Lake, and right. they're doing some fantastic things. So. You know, everywhere you look, you know, we have women doing things. And then we have uh, sisters like Lynn Wilson that was very, very supportive of the anti-apartheid movement. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the, the, the lady from the National Lawyers Guild that got me out of jail. I think her name was Valerie. Uh, I'll think of her last name. But anyway, so now we have, uh, you know, we've had uh, uh, women governors, uh, women mayors, and I particularly am interested in uh, women who are achieving things, uh, who are of the African uh, African American uh, uh, enslaved. That's I, I pretty much focus on those. But then again, we have younger folks, uh, women like Toshiko Hasegawa in her early thirties, just been elected mm -hmm. the Board Commission. Hamdi Hamdi Muhammad. 
31 years old, just elected to the poor commission. So we have, no, we definitely have uh, women on the move. And if you look at the city council, uh, the city council, I think is majority women. And if they're catching up at, uh, at the county, at the county council level. So, and the uh, president of the council uh, is Deborah Wallace, and uh, she's native. Right. I mean, the first time, first time you've ever had a president, a uh, Native American president of the Seattle City Council, and she's doing great work. Yeah, and Patia, Patia Balducci is chair of the King County Council as well. Okay. Yeah, and right. I have to give Dermy a shout out because he was able to get the Republicans and the Democrats together on the King County Council to implore uh, Governor Jay Inslee uh, to rescind Gary Locke's directive that killed affirmative action and signed another executive order restoring affirmative action. So, uh, and then he, uh, we, Gurmay was honored on March uh, 21st at the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee is, has been, you know, we honored Peggy Maxey, the first black oh, woman yeah. to be on the state legislature. Claude Harris got the Norm Rice Award, the first black fire chief from the first black mayor. Uh, we also had Kirsten Harris Talley came in and actually did uh, the introduction and did a background uh, a bio for uh, Peggy Maxey. So uh, yeah, we have, uh, and I have to talk about Shadi Moore, young sister who now for the last three or four years has been uh, the chair of the Martin Luther King Organizing Coalition, the sponsors of Archer Rally and the Opportunity Fair every year. Uh, so we have, uh, and she's in her early 30s, she's also on the board of the Central District, uh, she's a secretary of the board of the Central District Community Preservation and Development Authority, known as the, the McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development. And she's a rising star at Amazon in terms of uh, that technology field. And I guess she's a few months away from a doctorate degree. So we do have uh, some outstanding women that well, are leading. And I mean, you know, it's not like we have one, we have a plethora. No, we have a lot of them. I mean, like we said, we've got them in our family, you know, my. Uh, uh, we got we got Acacia Salisbury who finished. Uh, uh, Agnes Scott is doing great work in Atlanta, and uh, Alma Salisbury who just finished Elizabeth City State is working at Fred Hutch. And my grandda granddaughter, Tuff, uh, she's at Tuskegee. She graduated. Uh, she'll graduate. She's finished already. Uh, she's in the veterinarian program down at Isis Salisbury. So we got the other we got the younger generation of black uh, young women also coming along and uh, and uh, taking the path of education and uh, and moving on to a higher level. So. And I forgot to mention the queen, Stacey Abrams, who has done more <laughs> to organize folks in Georgia and around this country. You know, I was seeing a movement like that actually since Reverend Jesse Jackson ran in 1984. That's right. That's right. That's right. When he ran, when he ran, more people of color ran than ever before. And then when he ran again in 88, I think that number doubled because you could, you know, remember that uh, David Dinkins was the chair of the Jackson campaign in 84 the 84 campaign for president, he became mayor of New York City. And uh, Douglas Wilder was a chair right. of the campaign in Virginia, and he became the governor of Virginia. So uh, I remember Jesse Weinberry defeated an incumbent in 84, Bill Burns out the 43rd district. So uh, that Jackson campaign and us getting involved in every aspect of the government, of, of the decision-making process, primarily in the Democratic Party, we had never had people on the platform committee and these other committees, and now it's no stopping us. So uh, we no, we just got to well. keep it. In, we got to keep at it because you know they're trying to take it away from us. So absolutely, you know, we got to keep at it. And then locally, I got to mention too that you know our uh, uh, Don Mason, who was a, a state representative, and then the the I have to talk about the late Jerry Ware, somebody that right. I worked with 
closely. Freddie May Gaucher, Miss Toby That's Burton, right. Lyle. I mean, there and a lot of those folks gave me a lot of good advice. It got me going for it got me from going the wrong way <laughs> politically <laughs> and a few other ways. So, and I always appreciated their input, their counsel, and their advice. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So we can go on and on about this and. Uh, and the women, because they have absolutely opened the door for us, and they continue to do that. I remember Freda May Gaucher and all of these people. I mean, it's just it's amazing how we just continue. Because you remember, we didn't have a Marsha plan. There was no plan to lift us up. I mean, I guess you could say the Marsha plan might have been the 40 acres and a mule that we didn't really get. But uh, so, so since we didn't have a Marsha plan and we didn't have any, you know, all the schools that was built, all the HBC schools was built, HBCUs was built by black people, for black people. So I guess you can say we will lift ourselves up even when we didn't have any boots. Wouldn't you say that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's, no other people have endured what African descendants right. have endured in the United States of America. And, you know, the only group to have to go to battle in a segregated army and come back to segregation and degradation. And uh, like I say, African descendants of the United States enslaved are the most patriotic group of Americans in this country. We are. That's because right. Anybody else would have put up what we put up with and still be loyal to the country. Right. And I want to mention one other lady, too. One of the most important ladies in my life was a lady by the name of Myrtle Wright. She could make something out of nothing. That was my mother. So I just want to make sure I give her a shout out during Women's History Month. All right. Well, this is good. And I'll make sure that I make my calls today or to, uh, in the morning or this afternoon to the to, to those senators and and ask them to support this bill i mean why not why yeah, not us why not that's us? right that's right why get, a, why get us, us digitally get, close the digital uh, technology divide and go ahead and be fair but we only have four days to get the session only in session for four days so the quicker the calls and emails can go in a significant number of people receive that from me today and if anybody else want to help they can call me at 206 786-2763 about helping right. get this technology training. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Rye, for coming on. And I look forward to talking to you next time and give my greetings to your family. All right. Have a great thank afternoon. You, All thank right. you. We thank appreciate you. it. Okay. Thank you. Right. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden, and we'll be right back. Numbers too big to ignore And I know too much to go back and pretend Cause I've heard it all before And I've been down there on the floor No one's ever gonna keep me down again Whoa, yes, I'm wise But it's wisdom Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show In honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. No matter who we are or where we come from, we all experience difficulties in life. 
Military veterans know that sometimes it takes strength and determination to make it through. Whether it's obvious physical challenges or struggles on the inside, it takes strength to ask for help when you need it. I knew that I had to get support, not just for me, but for the sake of my wife and kids. Talking about it has helped me feel more like myself again. Honestly, it was hard to open up at first, but it's changed my life for the better. Learn how veterans like us have reached out for help and hear stories of strength and recovery at maketheconnection.net. Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Norm with your health tip of the day from the African American Wellness Project. While coronavirus infections could go down over the next few months, we're still headed into flu season. Millions of Americans will be affected by the flu. But the good news is that we do have a safe and effective vaccine. But sadly, too many people go unvaccinated, especially African-Americans. For more about flu vaccine, talk to your doctor or visit aawellnessproject.org. Organic, free range, and fresh daily. Alternative Talk, 1150. It's good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walter. It's my joy to be on the air. I love that song. Thank you, because I am woman, and this is uh, this is and that's this is uh, the uh, history Women's History Month. Uh, and I'm gonna bring my guests on in just a moment. I just went to I think I uh, market shoes uh, market shoe street uh, market shoes uh, for for supporting Mother's Justice Show. Uh, also, I want to let people know how much we appreciate you all for donating to us. And our website is mothers, as on mothers for policeaccountability.org. Our hotline is 206 329 2033. It's 206 329 2033. And in this all right, so I'm gonna bring my next guest on. She's been on many times, but today we're gonna be talking about Miss Vicky Beach, Victoria Beach. Um, is, uh, we're gonna be talking about women. And so she's gonna go first, and then I'm gonna talk about my five women that I cherish. All right, are you ready, Miss? Are you ready, Miss Beach? I am. All right, let's go. Let's rock. Well, I have to say, my first one is you. Oh. I, I, the impact you've had on the city, and and I'm not talking about. I'm just talking about women and mother and and you've been a mother to so many of um, us black young women that have mothers and a lot that don't. Um, I remember you were a huge support when my aunt passed away and you always have encouraging words. You don't even have to think about it. It just comes out of your mouth and you, you just the love that, that, that comes from you. It's, um, you know, I, I don't think there are words to, to describe it. And I think that um, you need to be honored for that. And I cherish my relationship for you. Um, this isn't about men, but you were a mother to my son-in-law who lost his mother. And oh, yeah. um, you, uh, you're, you're genuine and it's, uh, 
there are no words. And, and I thank you. I thank God that you're in my life. I thank for the advice. I thank for um, when um, you told me to change my attitude, all of it. I accept all <laughs> of it. <laughs> I, I'm just so thank, thankful for you. Um, and I love um, when I hear other women call you Mama Harriet, you know, <laughs> and uh, that's the name I love for you. Thank the next you. one is um, uh, uh, was a school counselor, and um, I was a teenage mom, and and I decided to go to an alternative alternative school and go back to my high school, but I stayed um, there and graduated because of her. She was a, a a black woman, and she always told all of us young black um, young ladies that we were valuable, that we could be anything we were, we wanted to be. And, and uh, the day I graduated, I, I got all my cred credits before the end of the year, she cried. And, um, and it wasn't, it was just so real. And nobody ever cried over anything like that for me. <laughs> and, and, um, and I just looked at her like, wow, she really cares. And um, she said, we got to call your mom immediately. Um, but she she gave me hope when when it, when it was hard. And she said it wasn't going to always be hard. And education was very important. She's uh, the second one. The third one is uh, um, she used to be a family support worker with the school district. Now she's downtown at headquarters. And I'm not sure her title has behavior or something in it, but um working with her the love she had for our children and she stood up even when the policy and you want to call her name oh jesslyn uh, uh finkley okay she, um she she's amazing even still the work she does today she um called me a few weeks ago and asked me to help her there was a a, a young mother black mother having a crisis with her son and um she went above and beyond um we made sure that the police knew that she was mentally ill so they wouldn't walk in and shoot her she the school district does not realize what they have in her i admire her she uh got her msw while being a mother and working full time i i i just admire her so the, the next three well, the next one, you know, I didn't want to want to use relatives because this is. Oh no, I mean no, because that's part of your lineage, of course. Oh, I'm okay. Relatives too, okay. Okay. I my relatives and mothers, they okay. Weekend, but uh, okay. Well, well, I'm, I'm gonna say my mom, but her aunt, my aunt, her sister was the first. What do you want to uh, call her name? Uh, Doctor. We call now. We're calling our names. So call Dr. her name. Consuelo Shaw. She was the first assistant to the superintendent, uh, first black woman to the superintendent. You know, what was her name? Dr. Consuelo Shaw. Okay, okay, okay. And, Wonderful uh, name. She was also a principal at Rainier Beach, Ballard. Um, I know she worked at Eckstein, but she fought for black children and she didn't have children of her own. We were her kids, but she taught took us to the ballet, to the opera, to things, um, society, you know, things that Blacks aren't interested in. And she 
was big on education. I mean, she we we did things that that weren't uh, were unheard of in our neighborhood. Um, you know, she was really hard on us, really hard. And then sometimes we think she's so mean. She loved us, but that was her way of showing us. And and I miss her. And um, the last two I'm going to put together. And then well, yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna take a break so we'll come okay. back and hear your talk. So let's take okay. a break right now. You listen to the Mothers Justice Show on 11:50 a.m. Take KNW. We'll be right back. This is Women's Month. <laughs> Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. COVID-19 is a severe lung infection. Trust the American Lung Association for science-based public health information, especially for the 36 million Americans who live with lung disease. We have resources to protect your lung health, access expertise from medical professionals, and peer-to-peer support through our online communities. Visit lung.org for daily updates or call 1-800-LUNG-USA. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intron, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance, where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact drkworkshops at gmail.com or Facebook, Dr. K's Abundance. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. to the Mother Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I want to bring my guests back on. Uh, Miss Victoria Beach, uh, she was born and raised here in Seattle, and she's talking about people, women, uh, who's been instrumental in her lives or, or in some kinds of ways. And thank you, Miss Beach, for saying yes. 
but also we was having a discussion about this song because I love that song. One of the reasons why I love it is because it's like when she said one moment in time, I'm saying two, three, four, <laughs> five moments in time, because as women, we're always trying to make things happen. We are, we are encouragers. So we, we, we're looking to other women to help us out. And then we have all these mothers, all these women who come before us. And so I know you had some more women that you wanted to talk about, you know, so come on, let's talk about these other fine women that have made an impression in your life. Okay. I, I'm going to put them both together and there. I have three daughters, but I'm sorry. I have to leave the baby one out right now. But um, my two daughters, Nina um, Elmore and Tara Beach, you know, like I said earlier, I was a teenage mom and all I ever heard, and they heard it too, that, you know, they would never amount to be anything. They'd be teenage moms like me. They'd be on, wealth, on welfare. Well, they're very successful women. And um, they, uh, uh, Tara, uh, the middle one, Tara Beach, she was uh, Jim McDermott's deputy director. And okay. yeah, ever since she was in elementary school, she loved politics and always said she was going to be the uh, of uh, pre the president. And I, and I encouraged her, yeah. And, um, and I thought this is going to die down politics, but it followed her all the way to adult life. At, at 16, she went to the Democratic Convention and met Jim McDermott. No, she was 15 and um, said she was going to work for him. Well, she became his deputy director. And, wow. Uh, yes. And, and, uh, and then Nina um, is... Uh, She's a mitigation specialist with the Public Defenders Association. She is an amazing, amazing human being. She has four kids, um, one incredible daughter, Adriana, who has Down syndrome. And God knew to, that I, he handpicked Nina to be her mother. It, she's an incredible mother. She she got her her masters by working full time, and um, has a heart for the community, the black community. And her and I sometimes are on opposite ends, and um, with SPD. And she says, you know, mom, this is my this is the black community, and everybody has a story. So don't just don't just listen to to what people are saying. Everybody has, has a story. Has a story. That's yeah. right. So those are those are my five, but but my my two oldest daughters are amazing, and uh, to all the people that said they'd be on welfare and and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. That> <laughs> well, the procrastinators are procrastinators of the people who always want to prophesy. I guess I should say it differently. What other people are going to be have been made wrong for many many times, especially. When people who don't know us, or people who don't look like us, or people who might be in a different class from us, think that sometimes that um, we're not going to make it. So, uh, right. hey, this is wonderful. You had a wonderful mother, and we were able to talk about her also, you know, so uh, uh, in a family. I mean, as we always say, from where we came from, we're absolutely doing spectacular things, and I'm just so grateful. I'm yeah. going to just talk about a few women now. I, I, now I'm going to talk about... I'm gonna start mine by talking about Fabiola Woods. Fabiola Woods, I met her at Summit K-12 when I was there many, many years ago with my children. 
And I met up to a lady named Mary Ann Golden. Fabiola Woods had seven children. She was a powerhouse. She lived uh, over by, um, on the other side of Miller School uh, 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 in East, uh, I think it was one block up from my uh, 23rd, so that must have been 22nd. Mm -hmm. uh, not too far from uh, Miller's, uh, 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 Mini, I mean, you see Mini Elementary Schools. So, and Miller Community Center was over there. I met, uh, we became fast friends. And Fabiola, uh, if you don't know Fabiola, you, if you have ever met Fabiola, which you would always remember her because uh, she was a powerhouse. I mean, she was unafraid. She was, uh, uh, and she was absolutely uh, demanded attention and she got it because she always knew what she was talking about. Very seldom she was wrong. And um, she uh, was one of the found help co-found mothers for police account, Mothers Against Police Harassment. Mm. So Fabiola was there in the beginning. She loved my children. Um, like I say, uh, Fabiola was, um, she was the boss. She also worked for me <laughs> in my eye care service business. So I actually worked for her. I mean, because that she was the boss. I mean, what can I say? Uh, Fabiola got it done. One of the things I loved about Fabiola, especially when she was involved with mothers for, for, against police harassment, you know, some people you got to check behind. One thing about Fabiola Woods, uh, uh, her and Lonnie Nelson were the only were two people that I'd met in my lifetime. In those times, you never had to check behind. If you gave Fabiola something to do, it was done. I mean, it was done. And she was older than me. I mean, I've had the, I've had a lifetime of having women older than me in my life. I mean, I was raised by my grandparents, of course. So I've never had young women. I was always the baby. Now I get to be, mm, I get to be the older. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> and when Fabiola get talking, she was saying, "Well, girl, you know what happened in 1942." I said, "Fabiola, I wasn't born." She said, "Well, you should have been. <laughs> you ought to been here." Then you said about 1948. So Fabio, I said, Fabio, why weren't you there in 1948? Because I wasn't born. I was just, a, I was just little. <laughs> she was married to Jeff Woods and he was an engineer. And they moved to Seattle and, uh, and I think, you know, I, her husband was able, her, like, they're both in spirit now, but her husband also brought a lot of people from West Virginia to get hired at Boeing. So they opened the door for employment. But, uh, and I think she was a member of the Elks. Uh, uh, and also, he was down there with the uh, with the uh, with the with, with the Escott clubs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But Fabiola got it done, and she also got the Jefferson Award for cleaning up down there uh, the, the apartment down there on the south end. Uh, down, uh, what's the name of that apartment? I thought I had it here. Down over there, right behind the library, this, uh, the library down in uh, on Serene there. Yeah, so these apartments are back there, and they were drug infested. Fabiola took on the gangs. She took on the drug dealers. <laughs> she was not afraid. I mean, she cleaned up that, that building, okay? She wow. cleaned up the building, okay? <laughs> wow. So that's why she got the Jefferson Award for courage. She had a lot of courage. She came out of Louisiana and uh, <laughs> could cook some mean gumbo. I think the first <laughs> time I ever had gumbo, I had it from Fabio. I'm from Florida. I didn't know what gumbo was. I mean, I mm. guess people in Northern Florida might know, but Central Florida, I never heard of gumbo. So, uh, so I, I got my first uh, bowl of gumbo at her house, and I used to visit her up on uh, up on Capitol Hill, uh, down where she lived at. And again, she had seven children, and uh, and um, I think all she had two uh, two sons and uh, and um, and five daughters. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, she had two sons, two five daughters, and all beautiful, all tall, stately. She was such a gorgeous woman.
and all the girls are gorgeous. They all they all are beautiful and uh, wow. and so uh, Fabiola was the one person that she one Fabiola knew that she could call me. I mean, I don't care what to, how the relationship was, she could call me and I always would come. And the night that she was passing, she called me and I went, you know, and I was with her when the house, when the ambulance came. So I was with her all the way, almost to the end. So, um, anyway, cause she knew that she could count on me and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I count on her, you know, it's like we might, you know, have you have these relationships where you sometimes you butt heads with people, mm -hmm. but at the, end, at the end of the day or the end of the month, you know, when you you need something, you call them. And that's what Fabiola Woods means to me. She'll always be dear to me. My life is so richer because I knew her and I saw her work ethic. She would look all day and go over your books to find a penny. If she was a penny off, that's how diligent she was. She never left a job undone, never left a job undone. And for her, for that reason, I'm always grateful for her because she taught me a lot. It was rough sometimes. Ooh, it was rough sometimes. But mm -hmm. <laughs> I stuck with it and we stuck with one another. I loved her. I loved her. I absolutely loved her. It's amazing how, how you wind up loving the tough ones, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And you wind up loving the tough ones, don't you? The ones that give you, ah, yeah. You wind up loving them tough ones because you know what? <laughs> they pull something out of you. Yes. They make you grow up a little bit, you know? Yep. And the second person I want to talk about right now is our Dorothy Pounds. I met Dorothy Pounds. I met two women at, at, at the Unity Church, downtown Unity. I met Dorothy Pounds at Unity Church in the 80s. She was 40 years or 41 years older than me. I mean, she was a great, but we became fast friends. I didn't know that Dorothy had t graduated from Tuskegee I, 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 I Institute, mm. and, uh, but I did know that she was one of the beginning uh, members of Delta. And I know she was a counselor at Garfield at one time. She was a, she was a guest uh, uh, editor for the Seattle Times. But for me, she was a teacher of metaphysics. She knew Ernest Holmes, who started the Church of Religious Science. She knew Norman Vincent Peale. And she knew the power of positive thinking. She knew the power of positive thinking. And she loved my children. She lived in Belgium. And I'd take my children. So I always took my children to see older people because that's what I knew to do because my grandmother took me. Because when I grew up, they were old people. Well, no elders. They call them old people. You had to go to the store for old people. You had to go and thread a needle for old people. You had to go write a letter for old people. This stuff about elders today. They're old people. <laughs> and they'd be, come here, go to the store for me. Old people. So, <laughs> so I grew up going with old people. So I wanted my children to have the old people experience. <laughs> so I took them to old people. <laughs> uh, uh, and they loved them. They loved my children. Dorothy loved my children. But Dorothy and I would do this. Uh, she taught me, she said that we, our brain was wired for negativity. And we have to put on the subconscious mind all the time positive thoughts. Because otherwise, the brain is wired, wired, wired for negativity. Mm. That's why we have so much on the planet. And then we have to program ourselves to be positive. You have to program yourself on a daily basis to be positive. And that's what Dorothy taught me on how to be positive. So we would do this thing. And it was called uh, All I See is Good. It's a mental health diet. It's something uh, by Emmett Fox. And it's by Change Your Mind to, to See Good. 
And so we would start out on a 30-day journey of all I see is good, all I see is good. You say that all day long, no matter what's going on. And when we mess up, we'd have to start again. We did it for three years. Wow. Three years. And she was she was in Russia when Turnover melt, had that meltdown. Yeah. She was over down to visit at that time. She was visiting Russia. But Dorothy taught me that. She says she said the best only costs a few pennies more. She said, yeah, you could go to Denny's and, you know, and have, you know, and have, you know, a meal and have a paper napkin. Or you can go someplace else, pay a few pennies more and sit in a nice restaurant with a, with a cloth napkin. And so she said, the best only costs a few pennies more. And she said, nothing happened just. She said, nothing just happens. Everything happens just. It means everything happens just for a reason. Nothing just happens. And so uh, just like the untimely death of Mr. George Floyd didn't go unnoticed. It happened and it changed the world. Mm -hmm. And that's what she was always telling me that nothing just, nothing just happens. Everything happens just. Uh, and she believed in the human family. She believed in children. Uh, and I loved her. I mean, these are people who absolutely uh, helped me and I loved them. And again, they loved my children. And I went to see them, see, I went to see Dorothy. I'd take my kids, grow across the bridge to our house in Bellevue. And we would sit there and just have conversations. And we talked two or three times a day. Because again, we was doing this thing, all I see is good. You see something on the television that's bad. You, you have to see through it. You cannot judge it on this face value, what you're looking at. She taught me you had to look through it mm. to see the good. Yeah. And so she was instrumental part of my journey to be able to get my consciousness to be see good was Dorothy Pounds. She was really pretty good at that. I mean, that she knew Ernest Holmes, like I said, Norma Vincent Peale. I mean, that she knew, she could just, everything she would say, she would rattle off truth and it would be, it would be spectacular. You would have a, you, you would, you would feel so much better after you talk to her. So she was one of those persons. She's in spirit now, but, uh, you know, and, and uh, just a lot of accomplishments. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched the uh, the uh, the uh, clap back on. I don't know if you ever watched the uh, update uh, the Converge Medium. They have a Thursday program called Clap Back, and Julia Jessis uh, Jessa, uh, Jessa, uh, is her uh, is her great granddaughter. Mm. Uh, yeah, Julia. Yeah, she's beautiful, Julia. Yeah, uh huh. So yeah, she's there. So my other person <clears throat> I'm going to talk about uh, is um. Rosetta, uh, her name uh, is um, Vivian Danbridge, but she went by uh, uh, she went by another name here, and um, I'll tell you her name in just a minute. But uh, I, I, you know, she didn't want people to know who she was. She was Dorothy Danbridge's sister. Oh, and, uh, wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Vivian. When she went by Marina Roselle, I met both of these people at Unity Church. I met uh, Dorothy Pounds at Unity Downtown, and I met uh, Marina Roselle. And at the time I met her, she didn't tell me that she was Dorothy Dandridge, uh, that Dorothy was her sister. She loved my children. Oh, she loved my children. She loved my children. She just thought I was such a great mother with raising four boys by myself. And she mm -hmm. thought I was a cat's meow. Oh, she, <laughs> she thought I was special. She only had one child, you know. She thought I was special. And I didn't know she had five husbands, but she was broad. She came up in Broadville. Dorothy got all the, uh, Dorothy made it big, uh, uh, Vivian didn't, but uh, she did, she had some bit parts and she did some singing and she did a lot of nightclub acts. And, and so I met her, she had, um, 
she was living uh, uh, in, uh, down on Weston, uh, behind the market and, uh, and, and, you know, in public housing. So mm-hmm. like you said, that a lot of her money got eaten up by agents, uh, agents, uh, you know, and the people who didn't quite uh, treat them right. But, uh, but she had such charisma. And I can understand, you know, why she had five husbands, because she was quite, <laughs> she was quite the doll. <laughs> she was quite the doll. <laughs> yeah, she was quite the doll. She might not have looked as good by, you know, might not have been as beautiful as Dorothy, Dorothy Dandridge, but she was uh-huh. quite the doll. <laughs> <laughs> so in those days, you know, people weren't taking up with one another. They were married. So, uh, yeah. so she had five husbands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and she's had, she had a German husband, so she spoke German. <laughs> they were not all wow. African American. So, <laughs> yeah. <Wow>. So, <laughs> then she had some husband. She had a Canadian husband. So, but when I met her, she was uh, in a different part of her life, and uh, um, and uh, just had the style of Hollywood. I mean, you know, she just she just had that energy on her. Mm-hmm. And but again, all of these women that I'm talking about loved my children, mm-hmm. and I would take my ch- children to see her. I would take my children. She would fix dinner for us, and have the cloth napkins, and all of this stuff. Had the table set nicely, and we would listen to her stories because sometimes they just want to tell you the stories. Yeah, that's what they want to do. They want to tell you their stories, and she would tell me her stories about being uh, being in, uh, in Hollywood, you know, and being on the road doing doing the singing mm-hmm. and going to these places. Uh, you know, well, I, I, you know, singing in nightclubs and those kinds of things. And um, but um, but the, the thing that I liked about her is that she was also a true student. So she knew a lot of, about the metaphysics, too, and consciousness and how to change the mind. She mm-hmm. said, change your thinking, change your life, change your thinking, change your life. And so she was always telling me about writing affirmations. She's the one who did my numerology. I had never had my numerology done, and she did my numerology for me. And my name, she, I had like, I don't know, like, I don't know, an, an enormous number of fives. Five is the number of freedom. And she often says, she said, I'm amazed at you raising your children. She says, anybody who has this many fives in their name, they don't, you know, they usually walk away. I mean, they, they want to be free because wow. nine, five is the number of freedom. Mm-hmm. And so she says, she says, I'm just amazed. And I said, well, you know, my mother died when I was two years old. And so that probably changed that for me. Mm-hmm. Is that no matter what those numbers says, that's a part of me that that although I want to be free, I didn't want to be free from being mother and from mothering. There's a part of me for wanting to be free. I got my freedom when I started my eye care service business on being on the road. Just driving every day on the road gave me freedom. So I found another way to be free. Right. But she was she was amazed that I said that I was a good mother. Because she said that that just doesn't usually happen when you have that many freedoms, uh, you know. And a lot of people we see wandering today have a lot of fives, and they want to be free. Is what she used to say. But also, uh, Marina Roselle came to my house in the fall of uh, of uh, 1971, uh, and she always came on a Monday because I did a piece begins with me meditation. And she came that Monday, and she went upstairs to see oh my. Um, I mean, you know, that was, what did I say? That was, I should be say I should have said 91. She came upstairs uh, to see Omai. She went upstairs because she hoped, again, she loved my children. Mm-hmm. Tundi, everybody, Omai was the only one home. And she went upstairs and she came back and she sat in a chair and she started talking German. And I recognized she was having a stroke. <gasps> I was the last people, I was the last person to see her alive. 
the CII because I, when, they, when the ambulance came to pick her up, they picked her up from my house. And I said, this is Vivian Dandridge. She's going by her assumed name. This is Dorothy Dandridge's sister. Please do what we can to keep her alive because she had one son wow. and the son lived in uh, Detroit. So they put her on uh, on uh, on life support uh, uh, and uh, she was able, uh, he was able to at least uh, come to Seattle. She never did regain consciousness. But, uh, you know, by me saying she came to my house to die. She came wow. to my house to have that stroke because she knew I loved her because had she had a stroke on the bus, nobody would have known that that was Dorothy Dandridge's sister, Vivian Dandridge's sister. Wow. That's who she was. And so she had a stroke at my house. Uh, and she went to talk in German, uh, you know, and, um, and uh, I was so glad that she was going that she went from my house, that I was able to, went to say, hey, this is a famous lady. She's going by a assumed name, Marina Roselle, but her real name is Vivian Dandridge. This is Dorothy Dandridge's oldest sister. So they, uh, you know, that her son came and and you know they had a big funeral for him. And you know, I haven't heard, from, I never heard from them again. But uh, but I was so glad that that Providence sent her to my house. Yes, Providence sent her to my wow. house, and she didn't she didn't have that stroke on the bus. Mm-hmm. And then you know she would have been nobody would have known her as Marina Roselle. And they are in the mall city. I mean, so so life is Dorothy says everything. Nothing just happens. Everything happens just. We mm. go back to what Dorothy says. This is one of those examples where nothing just happens. Everything happens just. But that just reason that for her to be at my house and with Fabiola, she called me that night. She asked me to come, and I was there when the ambulance came to take her to the hospital. Nothing just happens. Everything happens just. And I was there when they took Fabiola to the hospital and then our children came, you know, and they, they, they came also, but for there, but, you know, and, and Fab asked me to pray for her, pray with her. And I did. And then the ambulance came. So these are women who I loved. Mm -hmm. so my life was so rich because I knew these women here in Seattle and they were all over me, all over my children and wanted the best for me. When you meet somebody who wants the best for you and your children, and they call you to account. Fabiola called me to account whether I liked it or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes I didn't like it. Sometimes I didn't like what she said, but she would call me to account. Dorothy kept me thinking positive. And Marina Roselle was just gracious to me, gracious and kind. And I think women need other women who are older than them to be gracious and kind and call you to account. That's right. Call you to account. See, and that's what, I mean, that's what makes you great because see, they'll, they'll never die. How can they die? Mm -hmm. Because they had such an impact on your life, you know, and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm just so grateful for these women I, I, in my life because my mother's been gone off the planet a long time. I mean, I haven't had my mother since I was seven, since I was two years old, but I've had a lot of mothering. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of mothering and I would think that uh, Dorothy, uh, 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 Marina Roselle, uh, Dorothy Pounds and, uh, and Fabiola Woods was part of that mothering of, of me and, and my children. Because I, you know, I always had people watching out for my children. 
mm-hmm. because I, I was I can't be everywhere. But my children never knew everybody I knew. So that means <laughs> if your children don't know all your friends, you always got some eyes on them. Because <laughs> then when they would get ready to get off the bus, somebody that they don't know, they say, "Tell your mother I said hello." They get home and then I said, "Oh," and and uh, as, as, so that was a clue that if somebody knows them, that knows me and was watching them. So we had more eyes on our children today. And that's how I felt about Dorothy and all these people. They had eyes on my children because they loved them when they walk in the door. You mm-hmm. can feel that when I walked in the door. So anyway, wow. I'm just jazzed about that. I'm jazzed with yeah. that. Yeah. You know, that, um, that I've lived a long ways from being home. You know, that song about being a long ways from home. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a long ways from home. I'm a long ways from Sanford, Florida. Mm-hmm. But I bring all these old people with me because that's all I had in my life. I did not, you know, I, my grandparents was elderly, so I didn't have a lot of young people. I never, I didn't have a lot of, I had old people. <laughs> <laughs> I had a life of old people. <laughs> I had to dress up and call them elders. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. But um, anyway, I mean, this has been delightful, and I hope you come back, and then we'll come back, and because you know, I want you to be able to talk about your mother. You've talked about other people today, other yeah. women. But yeah. uh, this, we'll plan this Mother's Day week, uh, Mother's Day program. We'll probably have you on back on before then anyway. But this has been delightful talking about mothers, yeah. uh, talking about women history, and powerful women that we know here in Seattle yeah. and in your family. Just yeah. powerful women. And then it makes us feel good to talk about powerful women. Yeah. Because, because it makes us it makes us want to be better. Yeah. It wants it us want to be better that oh my God, I can be better. Right. I can do something else. I you know, I can be better. I can do this. Look at me. They never stopped. Other right. women I'm talking about, they never stopped. I mean, like you know, they kept going. It's like because they knew that they knew that they could and they had something to give. So I encourage you to keep going and doing the work. And um you know, let's talk again soon. Okay? Yeah, I thank you for everything. Yeah, Love you're welcome. You. Thank yeah, you. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. We'll be back next week. Sure.